Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side, three is good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, November 5th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, joined on Mondays here at the Union Pub and Grill by the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. You know why you should hang out here on Mondays? Two reasons. Two reasons. That's right, Dave. <laughs> fifty bottles, $2 call shots, and, of course, we got Monday Night Football. And I'm telling you right now. Oh, well, Taylor's automatic. Okay. The service is the best in okay. town. Taylor's the best service in town. So if you want the best experience, come down to the Union Pub and Grill. Of course, you need to come here Tuesday because you got UK, you got Duke. That's coming up tomorrow. Um, they're so excited about this game. We've got UK fans sitting behind us now. They've already camped out. They've got their table <laughs> set for tomorrow. That's how excited they are. So it's going to be a big game. I invite everyone to come down here to the Union tomorrow. But, hey, join us tonight. Here, we're going to be at least us, yes. you and I. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. I'm sort of going back to my role of therapy for the Tri-State, Dave. <laughs> That makes hay after Saturday hay. Hey, remember those um, remember those years after Pruitt left and we had some really bad seasons? I became yes. therapy for the Tri-State. I'm going to have to resume that role once again after Marshall losing to Southern Miss 26-24. to Tough loss for the Thundering Herd. That was a winnable game. Yes. Marshall had two weeks to get ready for it, and that's what you get. Two weeks to get ready, and you go 30 yards, something like rushing, and you switch quarterbacks at a strange time. I don't know what went on. And uh, we were kind of uh, up and kind of shooken up a little bit when it happened. But the lane train bailed us out. About 10 o'clock, the news came in. Lane train steamrolled FIU, so now they're still on the hunt. I don't know how the tiebreaker is going to work now because <laughs> it's crazy. you've got middle who's continuing to win. If middle wins out, that's all they have to do. That's all they have to do. If UAB beats them in the end, then they're going to have two losses. If Marshall beats FIU, then they're going to have two losses. And you got to look at okay, division losses, out of division losses. Yeah. I don't know if Marshall wins any of these scenarios. Then you start going to your dreaded tiebreakers. I don't want to. I don't know how many like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The biggest thing that could happen: take care of business Saturday. Didn't happen, so now you're back to we got to win out and we need some help. And let me tell you. Charlotte's coming to town. Don't go to sleep on these guys just because it's Charlotte. Remember, they won the last time here. Things were in disarray for Marshall. But after what they did Saturday, if you examine the league statistics, they're not a bad football team. Brad Lambert, another Marshall connection. We had two last week. And here's Brad coming to town. And he knows what's at stake. And he played in front of 86,000 people Saturday, so this will be nothing new to him come this week. I mean, Marshall has 15 or 20, 25. That's still 60 less than what he played in front of, and they played Tennessee to the end, to the end before they went down. Statistically, this was not a good game for Marshall. We talked about the defenses being front and center stage. And they both did their job. They did, but Marshall, 249 yards, 218 in the air, 31 rushing yards, Dave. Now, you don't have Tyler King. That's a big part of that. You did not have Tyler King, but still, 31 yards on the ground. But Tyler's been out for, what, three games? Three or four games now, and, it, and they found an answer in Keon and Anthony Anderson and a few things in other games. And, but Saturday, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. And when they made the quarterback switch, we're going to debate when 
was a good time to do it. I'm not so sure about when they did. But Isaiah can throw the ball, yes. But the read option, if he stays in the game now, that, that is off the table. You will not see him pull it and take off. That's just Why do you put your freshman quarterback in with about 40 seconds to go until halftime? Instead, just look at Alex and say, all right, take a knee. We're yeah. going to go in the halftime, and we're going to have a tie. We're going to have yeah. a, a tie. We'll come back out second half, win that second half instead. Doc Holliday, who's yeah. pretty conservative, instead opts the for the switch. He rolled the dice. And then you call a pass play. The left tackle gets beat. He doesn't see him coming. He gets stripped, and the ball perfect bounce to Southern Miss defender. So they go in with all the momentum, and Marshall's going in and got to figure out how do we get past this. One play makes a huge difference in that game. How does this game look if they just go in at halftime with a tie? Momentum hasn't shifted. Yeah. They've got a tie. they got to feel pretty good about themselves. Okay, we're in a fight here. We're going to make a change. All right, Isaiah, get ready. You're going to be our guy second half. Go out there, see what we can do with him. That should have been, and again, we're, we're guessing this now because yeah. – it's happened. Right. We can say all this, but what if he goes out there, that 40 seconds left, and then they start driving down real quick, getting great field position, maybe get a field goal. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we're like, hey, Doc's a genius. Yeah. I mean, just to be <laughs> fair to him, right. if that didn't happen, they move the ball, get into field goal range, maybe take a, a quick field goal before halftime. All of a sudden you're like, okay, Doc was smart. He made the right decision. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think make that, that change. Enough. Hindsight's in any situation, 20, but you go into halftime, you're tied. You take your quarterbacks, Alex. It's not working, Isaiah. It's on you. Then your teammates have a tendency to rally around. Maybe Isaiah now going. They're making a switch. We better pick it up. Instead, they're going into halftime trying to console him for the fumble and the score. And momentum is with Southern Miss. Something you don't want to give them, and they had it, and they took advantage of it. Thundering herd now trying to battle back. They're still in it. Yes. But. The lane train. But. But. They're not going to get the East Division. Let's just be up front. They're going to make a nice effort, I think, these last few games. And with Charlotte, there's going to be a, a newfound push to, to really go out there and make a statement because it's the game in which Marshall remembers the plane crash. Right. And, Dave, you know, you've been around for oh, all yeah. of them. You we know a, what this means. We've got a Thursday function, and then Saturday we're going to – the former players are all invited back, and I'm sure the young herd guys that come back will be moved again. But at the same time, you got to remember this. It, this is the 48th edition since the plane crash. Okay. They're, you know, surely the guys upstairs, we're pulling for them in the whole nine yards. they got to do it themselves. If they do that – Take care of business Saturday. Then what Matthew McConaughey said to movies, that's when we'll honor them in all nine yards. You know what? If they take care of Charlotte, the guys upstairs, and the young herd guys will go, thank you. Thank you. If they don't, mm, I don't know. I asked some of the guys that question. Hey, is this game overly important? Is there an undue pressure? Because this is one of those games yeah. where you have to win. We've made this a must-win game. And the opponents, when they look at a schedule, they don't want to be the one coming in here that weekend. They have not, the opponents from Marshall on the crash weekend games have not had much success because you've got all the momentum and then you've got the extras, whatever you want to call it, working in their favor, and they win the ball game. Is there undue pressure? I mean, I don't think there's undue. I know sometimes. Have we put too much importance on the fact no. they put a decal on their helmet that says 75, and we use this game to honor the memory of the victims of that plane crash? But have we gone too far 
the fact that, okay, you better not lose that game. I mean, is have we done that as a fan base? I mean, being a former Young Heart player, I appreciate what they do. You haven't forgotten them. It's a little extra momentum. And, you know, I think we accept what the – I would personally accept the outcome, whatever happens around 5 o'clock, 5.30 on Saturday. But there are some people that automatically right now think, okay – Young herd, they walk. We get to walk out. The momentum. You're wearing the helmet in the 75. It's almost like the players each year go like, dude, we cannot. They have a mindset. We do not want to lose this game. We don't. So they. I don't say it's an undue pressure, but it's just like this situation. They want to win for the 75 that we lost, but they also realize the 75 are pulling for them to win the game because if they don't, the next two weeks might be irrelevant. They win Saturday. We still have more to cheer about, and we have more to talk about. Right. <laughs> I just think the fact that Marshall fields the football team is the yeah. victory. That's well, the victory for me. I, I found out later on there was a time in the discussions right after the crash of yanking it, of not playing. I mean, it was true. And it, and you wonder, you know, not play or put it on hold for a while and then bring it back. If you did that, you wonder if it would have come back. So they decided to go forward. We And I told it hit me this year in three weeks. We kind of figured, we joked what could happen. Okay, we played at Moorhead, so we're on the field. We beat Xavier, made the right call. Went to Miami, which I remember very well, got hammered. I'm not so sure it was a great call. But in those three weeks, it validated what Matthew said, play the game now. Down the road, you'll be judged. And so far, it's worked out. We're going to hear from Jordan Dowry when we come back from break. Had a chance to talk to him. And I asked him that question. Yeah. I asked you. Yeah. yeah not, to, not to say that the fact that this game has that much importance is bad. It's just I wanted to kind of get his feeling, hey, there's a lot of pressure here. There's a lot that's put on this game because you put that decal on, all of a sudden you're playing the game for yourself, you're playing for the fans because they have a higher expectation for you. Mm -hmm. You've taken on the added symbolic nature of the time this game is being played, so you've put that on your shoulders. So I want to get his thoughts on is this game – more pressure? Is it a welcome pressure? So we'll hear from Jordan a little bit later on. Also, Marcel Williams, uh, we're going to talk to him. And we're going to hear from these guys all throughout the week, but these are the two guys we're going to hear from today. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. We invite you to come down, join us, especially on Mondays, because every Monday they have a special $1.50 bottle, $2 call shots. We've got Monday Night Football coming up tonight, and we can't do it without you. Right. I'm Paul Swan with Dave Walsh, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, and you're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Live with Paul Swan, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. I'm Paul Swan. I've got the Young Thundering Herd quarterback himself, Dave Walsh, with me. Here until 6 o'clock, and of course the Monday special, it doesn't end at 6, it goes on. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots here at the Union Pub and Grill. So Dave, player day was uh, today. you got one of my favorites coming up. I got your guy, Jordan Dowry. Now, today was a little different. We really didn't talk too much about the game on Saturday. Because there's so much ahead this week. Charlotte, important game. The 
services coming up at, uh, you know, next week. Right. We've got the game in which commemorates the 75. So there's a lot to talk about. So it wasn't a sense where we're just deliberately avoiding what happened against Southern Miss. It's just there's so much to look yeah, ahead to. This is, this is big. This is really big. So focus has shifted now to Charlotte and, of course, everything that goes along with it. And Jordan Dowry is up first. And I kind of asked him just to, with the fact that this game is this week, Everything that goes into this game, just to talk a little bit about the game and the fact that you're going into this game and it's the week that you honor the 75. And here's Jordan Dowry from earlier. Well, I think this game is, is definitely one where if you, if you don't come prepared, you're letting a lot more people down than just yourselves and you're letting down the team and those sorts of things. If, if this is a game you're not fully prepared for going in, then you're, then you're letting down the whole community. Um, and I think that's a big part of what goes into this one. I think everyone knows the the importance of this game to the community, and I, and I think because of that, that uh, we'll make sure we're prepared. Is that a welcome pressure? I mean, because as you mentioned, there's a lot of people putting a lot on this game because of the connection to the plane crash at 75, everything that goes on. So, is that a welcome pressure for you and the guys? I think it's. As, as much as anything, it's a reminder that you can't let yourself slip. It's it's late in the season. Um, we, we're coming off of a loss. It's there, it, there, it, it, things could start to slip if if you don't focus the right way, and that's there's always a possibility um, after a loss. And I don't think that's the kind of team that we are. Um, but it definitely can't happen now, and I think everyone knows that. And I don't, and I think that mentality will prevent anything like that from happening. I think it, it will make sure that we are as focused as we can possibly be this week, and we won't have any letdown. What do you say to the, uh, the younger guys who haven't gone through this yet? Because uh, this is a different week than most of the other weeks. Well, there, there's nothing that I've, I'll really have to say because it'll be, it, it's been addressed already. It's been talked about. It's been, um, every, everyone knows when they get here. Um, every, everyone who's on the team right now has already run to the, to the memorial um, in the cemetery. We, we've, we've all been a part of that already. Um, so there, there's. There's some guys that haven't been to a fountain ceremony, but there's everyone on the team has been exposed to what it means to the team and the community. And I think um, this whole week we'll, we'll spend a good bit of time just appreciating what what we have because we're 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 playing the game still because what people did and, and we're we're still um, we're still playing for them. So it's it's one of those things that I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think it'll be anything I've got to say to get people uh, to know what's going on. Everyone will be um, will know what's going on with it. The, the memorial game does that come at the perfect time for you all? Simply because last week, the way that things went down, it would have been easy for for things to separate. The memorial sort of bring things back together this week without uh, anybody getting too far ahead of themselves thinking. Uh, I don't. I don't think we would have split apart one way or another. Um, but it definitely helps. Um, having something like this, this is a this is a more meaningful game than just what we're doing on the field. This is this is about a whole community and a lot of people that are affected by this. So it's it's more than just us, and I think sometimes that can help with whatever um, frustration you're dealing with after a loss. You can kind of every every week you got to treat it like a clean slate and get that stuff off your mind and learn to improve and get better from it and all those sorts of things. But when you have a week like this. Um, in, in this situation, um, there's there's no excuse for you to dwell on the past and, and worry about 
what happened last week. It's all about what we can do this week to make sure that we honor them the right way. Jordan, our thoughts on Charlotte. Uh, just about upset Tennessee last Saturday. And big improvement this year over last year. Yeah, uh, start just starting out on them and getting to know them as a, as a defense. Um, very, very good defense, and they, the stats as a defense are really, really good. Um, they do some really unique things, and they play really hard. Um, and I think they've found a lot of success because of that. So um, this week it's going to be getting to know a very unique scheme and a lot of stuff that we haven't seen so far, um, and then matching whatever intensity they bring because um, from the little bit of film I've seen so far, they do play really hard. They fight to get off blocks. Um, and they, they run with the ball. So those sorts of things will um, – we, we, we can't allow that intensity to take over the game. We have to make sure that we're matching and exceeding that intensity. Well, I uh, – I remember I, before I even was getting recruited and whenever the movie came out, I saw the movie. Um, and that was the first I'd, I knew of it um, as a kid. And I'm, I'm from Virginia and I'm not – too too far from here, but when the movie came out, my uh, my dad told me about when he remember when he was a kid, um, it happening, and, and he didn't know anybody, wasn't from the area or anything like that, but he he played football and just thought about how how awful that would be to lose his whole team, and he, he remembers that as a kid, and he remember him telling me that, and that was before I was getting recruited by Marshall, before I was coming here, um, before I really knew anything about it besides what was on the movie, what my dad told me. Um, but I, I, that was one of those things that, and, and when, when he said that, I thought about it. Just I can't imagine that situation happening. Um, so that that was the first, my first exposure to the, the whole story. Well, I, it was one of those things that I was still, I was, I was looking at the school that could give me the most um, opportunities to do what I wanted to do, and. Um, Marshall was a good fit for that for a lot of reasons, and the I think in a lot of ways the community around this team is what brought me here, and the community is what it is because of what it's gone through together. Um, and I think so in, indirectly, it definitely played a role. That was Jordan. That was Jordan Dowry from earlier this afternoon. And so, Dave, when you hear that from a guy like him and you know how significant this event is to you and you hear that from him what's going through your mind when you hear that you really appreciate his perspective you know he was told by his dad he was you know about the plane crash himself but when he gets here you know they watch the movie every year the first thing they can make the run up the hill so they have an idea that when this week hits there are weeks but then there's this week they know what's they know what's at stake they got a lot to play for but at the same time they're playing for people who had their chances cut short, so to speak, because I've always said before, when they won 84 to make a winning season, with the team that they had in 70, it would have happened a lot sooner. Bobby Harris, Teddy Shoebridge, Joe Hood, and those guys, it would have happened a lot sooner, but we didn't get to see it play out. Now we do. He has a, I like his perspective. He says, we're going to go to work. We're going to go you know, play hard because that's what they would have done. And if we do those kind of things, the rest will take care of itself, and they'll be smiling, and I will be too, although I'm supposed to remain objective. Upstairs. No, you can. You're fine. Well, deep down inside, you can go. Thank you. Hey, you're fine. As <laughs> a young thundering herd quarterback, you yeah. can be as uh, unobjective as possible. Well, you know, one we time, give you a pass on that. I'll one. never forget the year they played La Tech and beat them in the championship game here. Because every week they wonder when I'm over there in the M Club, where's my green? I said I can't. I have to remain neutral. 
after they won the game, Bill Legs walking by from the box, and uh, I was on the field doing it, coming back from interviews, and I saw him, and I said, I shook his hand, and I said, Bill, I know we're supposed to be your main objective, but right now, I really don't care. Congratulations. And then I went back to being a journalist. But for a moment, I, I let it shine through because, they, hey, they won the league. It's another validation. It was of, important. Yes. It was very important. validation. And it's just the fact that you listen to him, and he's had some experience with this. He's got yeah. This is not his first go around no. here. And the fact that this is an event that happened well before I was born. I do not have a direct connection. I'm never going to have a direct yeah. connection, but yet it means something to me. So I'm sure that is something that's uh, really touching to a lot of people. Yeah. His first time around was probably the same way that these freshmen or first-timers you know, will be when they ran to the hill, they watched the movie. But now they're going to experience that week, long setting, and they're going to put a 75 on their helmet and whatever else they decide to do. And it's, it's going to be like, whoa. But Jordan and the guys will go, hey, this is what it's all about. Understand. Go with it. And we'll see what happens. But this is what's going to happen. Don't worry about it. we still got to go out and win the game. That's the main thing. Win the game. And then we're happy. Those watching from above are happy. And we get ready for the next one. When we come back from break, we're going to hear from Marcel Williams. We're joining you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Now, of course, when we're here, we always talk about the Monday specials, $1.50 bottles to $2 call shots. Of course, the kitchen is open as well, probably one of the best menus in town. Plus, the naming on the menus. If you've never been to the Union Pub and Grill, oh, yeah. I'm surprised there's not a Dave Walsh sandwich just well, yet. I don't think so. I think we could order a Pruitt, can't we? Believe we can. I think he's on there. I mean, you may have had it. I want a I want a Dave Walsh sandwich That's not named happening. after you. We need uh, to make that happen. I'm going to campaign for it. <laughs> the Dave Walsh. What would be on well, it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a bologna sandwich. I go. don't know. But that, we'll, be after, you know the old full of bologna saying? Maybe. We'll come up with something for you. You're right on target, dude. 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington Union Pub and Grill is where we're at. We've got more of the drive coming up. I'm Paul Swan with the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback Dave Walsh right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltown Hearing Aid Center. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm joined here at the Union Pub and Grill with the former. He can't throw anymore or he'd still be current just after the Armville store. The former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. Emphasize former. Former. <laughs> you can still go, I bet. Uh, I don't know. I think you would have done just as well with the quarterback change uh, as Isaiah did that first play on, on uh, Saturday. I think you could have you could have come up with that, that same result. Uh, uh, we're still 48 hours removed, and we're still going like, what were they thinking? But Jordan had a great observation on the this perspective of this, what this week means. And the rest of the gentlemen you interviewed, I'm sure, will be the same. They'll be very up-to-date what's going on. They know what it means. And whatever level they have, they might find a little extra this week. So I had a chance earlier to catch up with Marcel Williams. Same question I asked Jordan earlier. Just kind of wanted to get his thoughts, his perspective on the fact that this is the next game, so that makes it important. Also, the fact that this is the week, the 75 week. So here's what Marcel had to say when I asked him, hey, just put it all in perspective for me. Uh, like you said, it's the next game, so it's very important. Uh, we just got to make sure we focus on our mistakes that we made uh, from our past game and, and just make sure we focus on what we need to do to be the, mo- the best team on the field at the end of the day. Um, we have to uh, 
we have to uh, we're gonna look over and see and talk about the 75. So we gotta make sure we take all that into account and, and, and see how important it was for the people of the community, the teams that came up before us, and and, and what it means to the community, and, and make sure that we are the best team on the field. So we get a win to, to for not only ourselves but for the community. Personally, for you, what does it mean? Uh, it's, it's big. I mean, it's just, it's just, it shows me that it's a humbling place, a, a family-like atmosphere here, and it just means that I'm playing for something bigger than myself at the end of the day. This is a, a community that strives on football, and, and it's been brung up on uh, the 75 for a long time here coming up now, so we just got to make sure we do everything we need to do to, to, to represent the 75 and, and, and make this community proud. There's a lot of pressure. Maybe, yeah, maybe sometimes a lot of people put more into this game. You think they're putting a lot into this game because it feels like sometimes this is a must win. You have to win this game because of the symbolism what this represents. Uh, you know, that pressure? Uh, I don't think it's so much of uh, pressure that we can't handle because at the end of the day, we're trying to get a win. So by just coming out and competing each and every week, it's just a little more. We play with a little more intensity because we know what the purpose of this game is. So we just got to make sure that we come out and do what we need to do and, uh, and represent the 75 in a positive way. But the ultimate goal of each week is to get a win, but it just means a, mo a little more to get a win this week. What's your early impressions of Charlotte? I know you're watching as well. I mean, a pretty good defense. I mean, offense as well. We just got to make sure we come out and be the most efficient team on the field uh, at the end of the day to make sure we put ourselves in the best position to win the ball game. What did you see in your performance Saturday and your ability to kind of step up whenever it was needed? Uh, I mean, I, I made a few plays here and there, but at the end of the day, we still lost. So it wasn't enough plays made on my behalf or the team behalf. At the end of the day, I don't care if I get one or two catches. It's, it's about winning at the end of the day. So whatever I did wasn't enough to get a, a win. And we just need to be more efficient, as I said, on offense, defense, and special teams so that we can be the best team on the field to get a win. You look at a couple of losses that you all have had, and you've had opportunities in the plus side and struggled to capitalize on those opportunities. How, how do you go about correcting that stuff and making sure you capitalize on each each time you get into somebody's score zone? Uh, just making sure we're, we're as, as efficient as possible, not shooting ourselves in the foot, putting ourselves in the deeper hole. We just need to make sure that when we get into the red zone or on plus 50 that we, we take advantage of it and we get points. And, and by doing that, that puts us in the best position to win ball games because the defense has been playing extremely good. Special team just has been pinning the, uh, other de uh, offenses in uh, deep in our territory. So we just got to make sure that when we get in the red zone, we put points on the board because that, that's what wins ball game with the, how the defense is playing. You know, last year, uh, whenever you first got here and, and you all made the run to the cemetery, you know, what was your impression of that? And what, uh, you know, did that sort of give it a more real feeling? Obviously, in the recruiting process, you heard about the movie and you heard about the history, but did that give it more of a real feel for you? Yes, it, it, it gives you more real uh, feeling. It, 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 it marked myself into history, uh, so to say, because I was a part of something bigger than myself. And, and it, it kind of showed me that... Uh, it's not all about football. Some some people have families at the end of the day, and some people lost that that uh, that that the, some of their family members, and, and and it affected a lot of people. So, at the end of the day, it just opened my eyes to understand that football here is different from everywhere else, and, and that it means more than just football. It, it, it's families. It, it's 
it's just it just touches a lot of people that that what happened on November 14th it just touches a lot of people and to understanding that it's bigger than football at the end of the day I saw it as a kid. I didn't really understand it. I just thought it was, I didn't really know it was a true story, and I didn't really know about Marshall. But once I got to understand it and, and knew about Marshall, I watched it again, and it, it, it gave me a different perspective of how this city was and how it was hurt and how it became what it is today. And that's through football and, and winning ball games. We just got to make sure we keep on the same foot as everybody was in the past and, and make sure we keep this community uh, together and, and happy as they were. With switching quarterbacks, you know, Alex Thompson, Isaiah Green, what is that adjustment like for you guys? <clears throat> uh, it's nothing that we, we can't handle. I mean, we fight, we uh, face a lot of adversity, and we just got to make sure that we do everything that we can to to be the best team, as I said before, on the field. And, and no matter who's back there, you just have to make the best of your opportunities and the most of your opportunities. So uh, it doesn't matter who's back there. As, as, as long as we're all on, on the same page and, and, and playing for each other, we should do what we need to do to get a win. Okay, so that's Marcel at the end addressing the quarterback change. What's yeah. he going to say? I know. What can he say? Yeah, ask him that question. What's he going to do, throw his quarterback under the bus, throw his coaches under the bus? No. He's going to tiptoe around it. But I like this first part about the crash situation. Both guys, great perspective about, okay, we weren't around when it happened. We're here. We quickly learned what it's about. This week we're going to go about our business, but at the same time might find a little zip in the step that wasn't there last week because uh, they know we're the only place that's gone through a situation where 40 years ago we lost everything. You know, some people have graduation, they do these kind of things. This was our, I hate to use the analogy, this was our 9-11. We were at ground zero. You know, and 48 years later, things have gotten so much better. You look at the facilities, you look what's going on, you look at the players, what's happened. It all validates the decision by the people to keep playing because, as I said, there's a point in time where we thought we might not. I found out that there was a, they could have voted and said, hey, we're done. They didn't. And, and the outcome has been validated many times over. Even though you go three and nine a couple years ago, you still validate it. They made the right decision. Well, I don't think the record's the validation. I think no. the putting the football team yeah. on the field's the validation. Yes, we put a team on the field. Then we're judged a little bit later. And I, we've talked about this several times, and I'll bring it up on Thursday at the dinner. Last Super Bowl Sunday, Chad's there working. Randy Moss Hall of Fame. Benny Curry won the Super Bowl. As Doc pointed out, what school had three people from their school doing that on the same weekend? None. What's Michigan's the... and Alabama's no. So, hey, we took some lumps at, at Miami, but the lumps we took then were so nice because you're thinking, the shoe's on the other foot now. We have a Hall of Famer. We had two other guys in the running for Players of the Year on the on the uh, you know Hall of Hall of Fame awards and stuff. So, Heisman candidate. So, the validation is there. What's the week like? Run me through briefly. You've got game prep. You know that. That hasn't changed. But what's the rest of the week like as far as speaking the team, yeah. Yeah, everything that goes along with it? We have spoken when uh, Coach Snyder was here. Used to have the honorary captain. We visited with him on Saturday and spent the time on the sidelines. Uh, that was kind of neat. 
We'll have the dinner Thursday. We'll go through the walk on the field Saturday. Um, even we did when Reggie passed away that week on the field. You're down there, and I'm looking around and going, this is different. I mean, there's more people there, but you think, we've lost a great leader, but, you know, these people still know who he was. He knew what he stood for, what the guys we lost stood for. So it, it's an emotional weekend, and having been gone from the paper for a while, I haven't had a chance to write some stories. I mean, that's the other part that I really liked. In all those years of writing, every year to crash, I always had a crash story, and I came across some unbelievable subjects over the years, and their amazing thoughts of those people were, we knew where you were, we see where you are, hats off to you. They all had such a sense of respect of why you made a decision, and it's worked out for the best. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm joined by the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. We're presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're going to remind you, every Monday, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. The kitchen's open. Best service in yeah. town. All you need to know is you got to be right here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. We've got more on the way right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. So Dave has been working all weekend he has a scribble pad, a scribble pad <laughs> full of notes. I've got my laptop up. I've got several windows. I've got notepads open. I've got Lamination. printouts here. Your lamination no, to Laminations come. coming. No, that'll be, fr- that'll be Friday. The right. final lamination goes Friday for the note card on Saturday, yes. which gets tossed out five seconds after I get on stage <laughs> with you guys. But you've got some facts, figures, and things that you are uh, formulating over there that Breaking this one down, Marshall taking on Charlotte. Uh, there's some interesting things when you were doing your fact-finding mission. Are you reading about Charlotte? Okay, think about Tennessee. 86,000 people there Saturday. Didn't bother Charlotte. Tennessee, 20 yards rushing for the game. That's less than what Marshall got against Southern Miss. They held a team scoreless for three quarters. One of the touchdowns, Tennessee, was on a punt return. Time of possession, they're number one in the league. 35 minutes to whatever the difference gives you, 60. They ran 62 plays in Knoxville. The Vols ran 47 plays is all they got. They've got 47 tackles for losses and 18 sacks. They had the player of the week on defense. So Brad Lambert, who used to be here as an assistant coach, is at Charlotte. He was under fire this year because they had not been that great. I think they're 500, one game over 500 in the league. This is big for them in the standings too because, you know, there's only one game separating them, Marshall, from Middle Tennessee. And Middle Tennessee has a winnable game this week. They go to Kentucky next week. And then the FIU, the last one. Is this a job-saving performance so far for Brad? I, I think it. he knew that going in. He said, i got to do something to make some statements. And they have. I think his job is safer, safer than what it was back in August and September. Playing, you know, It's almost like everybody else. They're playing great defense right now, special teams okay, and doing enough on offense to get by. It's worked out for him so far. All right. Now, this stuff doesn't matter, but still, I'm going to bring it up. All right. Southern Miss gets beat by Charlotte. Marshall can't beat Beat Southern Miss. So, 
does that, if anything, mean? Probably nothing, nothing but because, it's I mean, interesting to bring up. Charlotte had 200 yards of offense and won that game. But it was at home, and you know it is with Coach Holiday and the rest of them. At the end of the day, if you have more points than the other guy, the rest of it's irrelevant. But what scares me right now going into this game is, you know, Marshall had a rough time rough running the ball last week. As you documented, what, 30-some yards is all? They only give up 82 yards a game rushing. They're third in the nation, first in the conference. Marshall has no quarterback. This is hard to believe as well. No quarterback in the top ten in Conference USA throwing the ball. That used to be a regular. Marshall guys were at the top all the time. Now there's none. So they've got their work cut out. Charlotte's going to come in here. Let's say they get 25000 in the house. That's 60000 what less than what they played in front of last week. Crowd's not going to be a factor. Charlotte's playing the same thing Marshall is. Winner stays alive, loser. Not looking good. Speaking of crowd, I know there's a lot going on this week with the fact that it's the game. Right. You remember the 75. It's the next to last home game. What's the crowd going to look like? Are you going to see fans maybe start packing it in on this team, or are they going to come out because of the significance of this game? We're not going to see a full house, but no. what do you think we're going to see crowd-wise? You hope that the significance of the game with what's, it, what's it on the line and the honoring the 75, that will draw some people out. But at the same time, if you read some message boards last week, I love to read those sometimes. It's really crazy. There's a lot of people ready. You know, the bandwagon, those tires don't need any air anymore. They're, they, they're off. It's the old saying, hey, basketball starts. You hear, when you hear starts saying basketball starts Wednesday, you're losing it. You can't go, okay, whatever happens. No, you got to still be relevant. Right now, a lot of people are going like, to heck with Saturday, Wednesday in Richmond for basketball. Danny's next year. They're selling tickets like crazy. they got to win them back. Okay, when I see the Cam Henderson Center full, then I'm going to believe some right. of that argument. Until then, I know. if there's not a sellout, I don't want to hear it. Right. I don't want to hear this. I'm, I'm jumping hoping, off football, I'm jumping hoping, on basketball. I'm hoping at at least 25. That would be that would be nice because a lot of times we see 25 and we go, really, what's going on here? But then you look at Charlotte, they're averaging 8,000 a game. So, I mean, we're, we're doing pretty well. Take well, Marshall's away. got the, the advantage of having better fan support right. than a lot of teams in Conference well, we're, USA. We're in Huntington as opposed to Charlotte. But what are you comparing yourself to? Are you comparing yourself to Conference USA, or are you comparing yourself to past success, past seasons? What are you comparing yourself to? Because, let's be honest, 25,000 is not good for a Marshall crowd at home, but that would be great for Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte would that'd be 10,000 more than the stadium holds. Well, you know, Marshall, uh, some of the best crowds came when they played before noon. We've talked about that. I think what really would draw people in is what, go back to Coach Pruitt days. You'll be hearing from him shortly. It's like anything else. You come in to be see a game, but you'd like to be entertained. You know, you see, I mean, you watch the games. I mean, the Big 12 catches some grief about defense. But did anybody not score 50 or more on Saturday? You're entertained up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's the thing. This is still a product for entertainment. Now, there's a yeah. lot that's attached to it. There's a lot, an emotional Entertaining bond. Entertaining and win, too. Right, right, there's an emotional bond. Your college team, you have an emotional I mean, if, you're, you, if you root for a sports team, you have that emotional bond, right? Correct. But at some point, you look at this and go, this is not entertaining to me anymore. I'm out. And what do you say? You, you, know, like, you don't shame them. Okay, no. you shouldn't you come. give them a reason to come. Right, exactly. Give them a reason to come. come. And right now you're thinking, okay, you're not running the ball very well. No quarterback in the top ten. Your defense is playing pretty well. Uh, I don't know if that's a recipe to draw people in. You need a quarterback lighting it up. 
You need a receiver. Think about this. The number one receiver in the league, he dropped the fourth. Tyree Brady. He caught one ball last week. One ball. Target a few times. I don't care how many times you target. He's got to catch it. And then he fumbled it. And plus, people can sit home and watch this. Exactly. Now, it's going to be on ESPN Plus, but still. You know how to find it. Four ninety nine. I've got ESPN Plus. Yeah. You watching hockey like crazy. You oh, I am watching it. hockey like crazy. And you have mentioned, that's a steal. Five bucks a month to watch Unlimited. Your Rangers. Hey. Well, yeah. Well the, yeah the, well, the deal is, just to, uh, no, it's right. not my job to sell ESPN Plus, but while what I'm it? talking about it, you know, they have select games a week. Right. So I got to see the Rangers last night. I got to see somebody else different. They're making it easy for me not to go to a game. Yes. Because I look at the basketball schedule, just as an example, Eastern Kentucky is on ESPN Plus next week. Yeah, on, on when, I'm sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday. Next week, Hofstra, Mount St. Mary's, North Carolina AT, A&T, State University, it's a mouthful there, <laughs> all on ESPN Plus. Then there's, then there's Stadium, uh, Moorhead State, the home game, ESPN Plus. Right. Uh, at Charlotte, ESPN Plus. The Florida schools, ESPN Plus. Rice on the road at ESPN Plus. So Damn. there's a reason for me to have ESPN Plus, but if you're a fan, okay, I don't have to go to the game. Four ninety nine a month. Right. I just sit home because right now That's I don't right. want to pay for that. Basketball is giving you a reason not to sit at home. Football has got to give you a reason not to sit at home. Exactly. Because what's Danny's number one thing when you talk to him? The way they play up and down. It's entertaining. You want to see that We're in person. The fans love it. And you talked the other day about the tickets in the bowl, almost all gone, and whatever. Yeah. It's inter- Danny's giving. It, Danny's got it going, and Doc's got to do something. You know, you got to get a guy. I said this last year, and, I, and all of a sudden, late in the season, Chase Litton came out firing right and left. You got to come out through a you got to throw caution to the wind and say, "Hey, you've got to do something to make Charlotte go like did not see this coming." What does this team look like with Chase Litton? Are we even talking about some of these problems with Chase Litton? I would say probably not because you saw the kind of year he had. Defense played well. Chase would actually run on occasion, but he could he could get some throws. And the end of the year, when he slipped up a little bit. They lost three games by a, a total of eight points or something. So they were in every game. They were in every game. That's all. You, and even this year, they're in every game. But the famous words of a coach: "We got to close. Got to close." Whether it's Danny or Doc, we got to close. Did not close last week. Had a chance. Let it get away. Southern Miss, who by the way played a freshman, emphasize the word freshman quarterback who ran the ball. 25 times last week. He got banged around. We watched it on TV. I'm with Doc, though. The turnovers. You're not going to win that game with the turnovers. They're still down a little bit. They're back to zero because they picked up a few. But as he said, four or five turnovers a game. And more often than not, you're not going to win. And what, 17 points for Southern Miss off of those Mm -hmm. as opposed to seven. And you saw the difference in the score. Take care of the ball. You got a chance. Don't. You give another team more opportunities than than they need. That's going to do it for us here at the Union Pub and Group. We're here every Monday. We invite you to join us as well. 1125 Fourth Avenue in Huntington. Monday special, always $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. The kitchen open. Monday night football coming up tonight. With a great host. Service is impeccable. Yes. What more do you want? Is that table next to us shows. They're loading up. Get over here tomorrow. Yeah. Watch uh, UK and do. There you go. Kitchen they will be open for that. Yeah. They will. I might come over. Uh-huh. It's going to be pretty busy tomorrow. All right, that's going to do it for us here. Back in the studio, Gabriel Sellers here with me, Dave Walsh. Back in an hour for the Neyland and Pruitt Show. Hope you join me for that. We'll go over all of this with Marshall's loss and West Virginia's win. 
hey, if you're going to go for it and make something crazy happen, you go for it on the goal line like Dana did. Yeah. That's when you do something crazy. They had planned ahead of time. We're going to do it. They did. Good night. Good ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.